Welcome to the Art of Faith podcast. I'm Pastor Joshua Kapchinski, and today's guest is the best guest in the world, my wife, Pastor Mako, the first lady of Granite Creek, the, <laughs> the pastor's wife. And yep. um, so today, this is a special one, because my wife is doing a very popular Bible study called the Blurry Bible Study. And Mako, why don't you tell us about your Bible study real quick? We look into all the weird things that are in the Bible Mm -hmm. and then also correlate that to what is going on in society right now and stuff that has happened in the past. So, what kind of stuff? UFOs, UFOs, um, giants, Nephilim. Portals, all the weirdness. Aliens. Aliens. Yeah, I think I said UFOs. Yeah, mm-hmm. aliens. Um, all of it. All uh, cryptid creatures, right? What's like, a cryptid creature? Like Bigfoot. Okay. Um, just learned about a new one yesterday. Looks like a cross between a bear and a giant wolf. Um, so what what do we do with all that weird stuff? Where does it fall into our biblical paradigm so that's what this study's cool. about and then you based your study off of a popular podcast called yep. blurry creatures and what's the significance of the name well whenever um people capture these pictures you know or video whether it's like from the 1970s video or on your phone it's usually really blurry right and there's yep. not really good like clear pictures now as technology's you know getting more refined and advanced we're getting better and better pictures but typically these weird things these these all the all the stuff it's usually like blurry pictures it's not super clear and super cut and dry is that necessarily a technology thing or are these creatures blurry like if we saw them and that's a good question because it's been reported that some of these entities have cloaking features Mm. or they can do stuff to um our electronics our cameras yeah right and if bigfoot's real how come we can't trap him because he's smarter than us maybe he's smarter than us yeah there's some theories that he comes from another realm but then there's other theories that and they pop in and out of this realm right this plane here so he's interdimensional Yes, but then also there has been discussion that he is possibly just really, they're, they're smart and they can detect like electronic signals. So when they sense somebody is videotaping them or something, they will um, disappear or hide or cause your electronics to malfunction. Wow. Is there proof of this or is it? Yeah, I mean, I can't state names and cases okay. right off the yeah, top yeah, of yeah. my head but but the blurry podcast is yes what that uh, put out by nate henry and luke rogers mm. yes it's really good check it out okay so inspired by your popular how many people do you have coming on tuesday nights now uh i th- i think um we're we just finished our second week so we had i think 50 people wow mm-hmm. so it's a, obviously a there's a lot of interest and you're scratching an itch on this and people have questions and I think but there's a lot of stuff yeah. going on in the news right now too oh, yeah. that, that makes you wonder. There's right? a crap ton of stuff going on. Yeah. Crap ton. That's crap a theological ton. term. It's right? a theological term. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So 
just kind of being inspired by your Bible study and your current interest, and we've had conversations about this for years. Um, I just want to today. I want to show you since it's the Art of Faith podcast. Uh, I just want to have a discussion about ancient alien art. Okay. So this is um. There's this idea that you know aliens are just now showing up because well we we uh we created the nuclear bomb right so that's where a lot of the the UFO alien lore is coming from uh th- so they say uh when I say they you know I don't know alien conspiracy hunters people, hunters and stuff so they so the idea is that when we began to uh, create nuclear weapons then then we started getting more and more sightings mm-hmm. and specifically around military bases right yeah. but there is also another thought that we have been exposed to alien encounters from the very beginning mm. and um there's two gentlemen um one is passed. I think the other guy is still alive. That kind of spearheaded this idea that that we have been uh, we've been around aliens for since the very beginning. In fact, um, I'll show like you. Like what is what does beginning mean? Uh, since since creation, since biblical times. Hmm. So uh, this guy right here, Eric von Danigan, wrote a uh, a very important book called the the chariots of the gods and so the premise of his book and his his the popularity of books to come he he becomes a star after the after this book um is the idea that every time that there was a supernatural encounter recorded in the bible it's just man's interpretation of his alien encounter So, for example, you know, we're in a series on Moses right now. So when Moses encounters God at the burning bush, he's actually, you know, the fire in the bush. Mm. It's actually not the fire. It's like, you know, it's a beam me up Scotty moment. So it's, you know, it's light from heaven that comes yeah. down. It's light. Yeah. It's illuminating the bush. And, right. you know, there is some technology that's speaking to him through a speaker. So that's that would be one example of what they would say. When Elisha is taken up in a chariot of fire, oh um, yeah, right. It right, would be right. you know he he's getting beamed up like the, right. the spacecraft is landing right. and 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 he's hopping in and taking off right. and going into going into space. Yeah. So yeah, these are yeah. yeah. So these are the the ideas, and then um, also and we'll see some pictures of this too. But the whole concept of the tree of life is based off of technology mm. as, a, as a technological mm. description, and we've got some some examples of that so uh yeah von danigan uh started this whole idea that uh angels are aliens well yeah there's there are some there are some people out there who believe that i think tim alberino we're using his book Mm. birthright actually as one of the books in the bible study He's kind of a proponent, I think, of him and some other people that um, that alien, like you know, in Atlantis, right? Like mm-hmm. there's there are these angels, or well, they're higher than the angels. These sons of God, right? Um, these Benai Elohim that um, that 
used this tech. They had access to this. This is the technology that they used. Yeah. And so, hence, yeah. Yeah. They shared it with humanity and, yeah. The other, before uh, Von Daningen wrote his, you know, his popular book, there's another scholar, and this is uh, Zachariah Skitchen. Mm. Have you ever heard of this guy? Nope. Zachariah Skitchen. Kitchen, Skitchen. I'm not quite sure exactly kitchen, how, to, skitchen. Yeah, how to pronounce his last name. Uh, he was a scholar, and what he did is he took the early uh, Babylonian texts and mm. the Akkadian texts that were written in cuneiform. So all those little dashes and wedges. So he interpreted them. And he mm. he is his interpretation of uh, the ancient Sumerian pantheon is mm-hmm. very very interesting. Mm. And so, you know, in some ways, it's our it's our Western idea of you know the gods of Olympus, right? Yep. So gods created, um, but but Skitchen Sitchin, um, he says it's a little bit different than Zeus and Aphrodite and Apollo. He's saying that these Sumerian gods are otherworldly, that they come from another planet. Interesting. Another dimension. Or, another dimension. Well, he's specifically going to say that they tra- come from was, another planet. I was trying to I know. sing the Beastie, the Beastie Boys song. Beastie Boys, yes. You cut me off. So, so. go okay. ahead. Go no, ahead. Okay. I'm done. You killed the moment. I killed the moment. Um, I think what's interesting, and I can't cite exact dates and and scholars off the top of my head, but um, I know that there's another book that we're using. Um, by Dr. Michael Heiser, who recently passed, unfortunately. He um, is just, he uh, studied Hebrew, just a real scholar, scholar. Anyways, he's a proponent. He said, you know, if you look at a lot of the ancient Near Eastern um, uh, literature that's out there, and then looking at like the Sumerian stuff and Assyrian, they all have similar... There's all, there's just like a pantheon of gods. Yeah. Then there's like a higher God, but all the stories are very, very similar Mm -hmm. throughout, uh, you know, all the cultures, Chinese culture, Japanese culture, um, all of them. That there are visitors from another place that come and either enslave humanity or educate humanity, right? Or at least if it's not like visitors from another you know, that there's a pantheon of gods that yeah. are they're the movers and shakers and right. that start society. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this oh. is a yeah, this is an early uh, depiction of, you know, this is this picture is probably uh, looks like a worm with a head that's in a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. So or a guy in a space outfit. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he's on this jet thing. Hmm. This is like four thousand years old. So it's super oh. old. Where's it from? Uh, this is yeah. this is from Iran Iraq area. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. So also just real quick, um, the the Middle East is super blurry, super yeah. blurry. Like Afghanistan, yeah. Iran, yeah. Iraq, all of it. Yeah. Oh, I know. Okay. So the 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 picture we're looking at right now. So one of the things, one of the strong points about our marriage. We've been married 23 years. Don't make you watch rom-coms. That's it. So I don't have to watch romantic comedies because right. Mako doesn't like those. Right. And she doesn't have to put up with me watching sports because I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> but our one of our common interests, one of our values is sci-fi. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's one reason why we're attracted to this type of stuff. But back in the day... Uh, when we were first married, one of our favorite shows, I don't know if you remember, but was, was X-Files. Yep. 
So we were yep. we were in deep on X Files. Yes, yes we and were. it was fun and it was entertaining and science fiction. And then we got into the 1994 movie Stargate, mm-hmm. which is based off 100 percent based off of Van Danigan's ideas yep. that the Egyptian gods were other world mm-hmm. were, were aliens. Mm-hmm. And so, if you haven't seen Stargate 1994, it's got Kurt Russell in it right. and James Spader. Right. Yep. It's a lot of fun. Yep. It's well done. Uh, it's, a, it's a little cheesy here and MacGyver. there. Who's the guy that plays MacGyver? What's his name? He's oh, that's Stargate SG One. That's the TV series oh, right, that spun right. okay, off okay. after the movie. But the movie was started right, the that's whole right, thing. You're right. You're right. And so for us, when we were watching this and we were watching X Files, like it was just imagination. It was just fun. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of moving into the idea that well, maybe there's some. Oh truth, crap! Maybe there's maybe truth there's to truth it. to it with specifically what's going on in the news yep. and like this stuff doesn't seem to go away. It can't be proven. It can't be disproven, but we're just having more of it. And it seems to it, be strange. It, it does make you wonder why, um, why these common threads, right. Of, of, uh, mythos are, are, they seem to be embedded in every culture. It was yeah. almost, it's almost like a, a worldwide phenomenon kind of mm-hmm. with our ancient ancient cultures that experienced or why do they why do they all have the same you know almost uh, i think all of them have like a flood narrative in them yeah and, i've talked mm-hmm. about that on this podcast in the past that almost every major culture has a flood myth yep yep and that um yep. you know the one that i mean for some people it's disturbing for christians but uh, the Sumerian flood myth with mm-hmm. Gilgamesh, the, Gilgamesh, epic, the yep. epic of Gilgamesh El- is yep. very That's similar right. yep. uh, to the story of Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some differences, and but it's so similar that scholars will say, oh, this, you know, the Hebrew writers just ripped off the Gilgamesh story when they were in right. captivity in Babylon. Right. They just basically wrote the whole Bible right. while they were in Babylon. All the older stuff is just all you know, made up and ripped off. Yep. But so somewhere along the lines, there is a there is a, a consistent story of a massive destruction. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's even what's even fascinating and fun is that we know that that happened. Mm-hmm. Like we know that there was a there was a flood. I mean, well, isn't um, uh, Graham Hancock right? He talks yeah, yeah. about the and he's not. I mean, he's. No, he's, he doesn't like Christians. No, yeah. yeah he's so not. he's completely, yeah. He doesn't ascribe to yeah. our, our our line of faith. But yeah. He talks about there's clearly proof of a massive worldwide yeah. flood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's um, we know that there was an impact called the Younger Dryas mm-hmm. impact, uh, maybe around eleven thousand BC. Right. Uh, ten to eleven thousand BC. So a very very long time ago. Yeah. And Graham Graham Hancock's thesis is that we are we the humans are a people with amnesia. Mm. So prior to the Great Flood mm. or prior to this impact that destroyed everything, that there that we were an advanced civilization. Mm-hmm. That there was there was high technology, not necessarily a digital technology like we have. Among humans, there was a high technology. Yeah. Yeah, and so we have the, oh, hmm. so we have um, uh, massive structures. So when I did the megaliths, the, the megaliths. Mm-hmm. So when I did the series, I did Sunday series on Golbeke Tempe as the very first temple mm-hmm. dedicated to deities. Uh, but there's other huge mega- megalithic structures all over the world, 
and we don't we don't know what they are. We we can't figure out how they did it. Uh, even there's even mm-hmm. the- theories on the Great Pyramid of Giza that it's old, a lot older than it appears to be. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Sphinx. Well, the Sphinx, right? Is, the head and the body don't match, right? They don't match. And then there's water erosion right. all over the the Sphinx, right. which doesn't line up with the current timeline of when they said it was built. Right. Yeah. So there's theories that the Sphinx is eleven thousand BC mm-hmm. too. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, we don't know for sure. But it, yeah, they can't explain like contemporary academics can't explain these things that Hancock and and other and who has gotten he and because he has it. I mean, it's just such a tragedy because they have gone after him so hard. Oh yeah, and attempted to discredit him because he doesn't ascribe to the because he's just going by what's mm-hmm. uh, who's the who's the guy that he um. He's done. He's partnered with. It's done. Um, there's Shaft. Robert Shaft is the geologist the, at the, a the, University of Chicago. No, there, it's a British guy. No, uh, Graham Hancock's a British guy. He and this other guy did the Joe Carlson. Uh, his name's Carlson. He's got this big beard. Yeah, he, yeah, he's yeah. The, yeah, he's yes. the geologist. He's okay, kind of okay. the one that that is got it. Definitely, yeah. he's got proof of yep. a huge impact. Yep. Um. So, you know, Stargate's a great movie because it actually, we have ancient Egyptians or aliens flying around on spaceships Mm -hmm. that look like falcons and they look cool. Mm -hmm. Um, There are pyramids that are spaceships and there's portals, which you're getting in the movie, in the movie. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're discovering that the concept of a portal from one dimension to another or one place to another could possibly be a real thing Mm -hmm. and then well we know from science that that that's also a possibility theoretically theoretically but string theory and it it seems to be like a doable thing so that is one thing that we love about each other we love the whole the the fantastic now we're being challenged right now to push it into our faith category and i think what i like about the blurry bible studies like how do you take these weird things and put it into a faith context and well i mean here's the cool thing we don't have to put anything into anything yeah um which sounds bad but (laughs) (laughs) okay okay Okay. my point is that it's i don't know about spaceships in the bible per se Mm -hmm. but as a western culture that is derivative of the greek culture right and we're the you know the sons and daughters basically of you know hellenistic thinking greek thinking you know plato and reason socrates yeah and then you know then you have um descartes right with the enlightenment the dark the cartesian dualism right that we're we're made of 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 flesh corporeal right and then spirit which is incorporeal and that that's it the the two things and it's just that that neatly divided and when you go back and you, as a Western twenty, Western culture, we're not comfortable with the supernatural. The rest of the world is. Yeah, for sure. They balance doing, you know, food shopping or milking the cows with, oh, I, I just saw this, I just saw Bigfoot walk through our backyard or whatever. Yeah. Like, so we're the only culture that isn't, doesn't. We, we deny the supernatural, so to speak, yeah. and we've scrubbed our Bible of it. So, yeah. but when you read it, when you look at the Hebrew 
all that stuff is there. Yeah. It's there. And we just, we're uncomfortable with it. So we just pass over it and we don't read it. Yeah. No, it's hard. And I, you know, when you grow up with Bible stories, you believe in the miracles of God, right? You believe that Moses split the Red Sea. Like you just, you know, you're just kind of, I don't want to say conditioned to, to believe stories, right? And you grow up, maybe you wrestle with some of them. And now I guess you could say that we're wrestling, okay, are these stories actual? Is it some type of encounter? Or do angels and demons manifest them and that manifest themselves in ways that are physical? And and it's just I remember me really struggling with this idea in, in college. So I did my uh my senior thesis paper on the trade patterns of fifth millennium Egypt and Nerd alert. I know, right? Nerd between, alert between Egypt and, and Mesopotamia. And so That's how you got all I, the chicks. It, you like, you know, I hey did now, for my senior hey now, thesis. Right. <laughs> you come back to my dorm room and I'll show you. <laughs> Jeez. Don't hate the play or I hate know. the game, right? Well, I, I did okay. Okay, honey. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I love the art of the ancient Near East. And, you know, there is some crossover, some fascinating artistic crossover between ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia. So they were trading early on, which, and, and so when I was doing that work, and I, I even kind of like discovered some similarities in artistic styles between ancient, ancient Egypt and ancient Samaria which was problematic for the academics because the academics were saying these two civilizations developed independently of each mm-hmm. other. There was no connection. But that, now we, I mean, this is, you know, that was in, you know, that was in the nineties. That was in the mid nineties. Now we know that to be completely different. Like civilizations were cross pollinating all over the place right. from Indus Valley to uh, Egypt to Mesopotamia. So like, like they they were connected they were sharing they were sharing information knowledge trade money and so uh when i was working at the museum I was an interning at the museum and i was working what on a uh, carpalus manuscript library where uh, in santa barbara oh, okay yeah um details matter i know well thought yeah thank Go you ahead. thank you honey appreciate that um i was i was working on my paper and i had this picture up uh, with some other pictures that I was working on and trying to make connections between Egypt and Mesopotamia. And one of the other nerds that was working in the museum, he was an older nerd. Uh, he was really strange. He was really weird. And so uh, he takes a look at this picture. And and so this is, this is Sumerian. Mm-hmm. So we're around the time of Abraham, if not older. So 2,500 BC, like super old. And before Abraham, uh, before Christ. Oh, before so, Christ. But okay. So around the time of Abraham. Got it. So okay. Sam- okay. Abraham was a Samaritan. So he's very, this would have been his culture. And this is a religious piece. Um, so, you know, the character on the right uh, is is a king. It's one of the Anunnaki. Mm. So the mm. Anunnaki uh, were they were this divine race that Zachariah Sitchin came from heavenly places and then began to establish society. So the Bene Elohim. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And the so the ones that fell though. 
Uh, from that biblical narrative, yeah. So, but Sitchin's not going to say oh, that. He's okay, just going to say it. that they were from another planet, another dimension, another dimension, and another they came dimension. and they established another culture. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. And so you can't really see it too well in this picture, but the the character to the left uh, is is a priest, and he's wearing a fish outfit. Yeah, he looks. Yeah, and so what's interesting about the fish outfit is that. When you line up a Sumerian priest in his wardrobe, and if you parallel it to a pope, and a pope's outfit and the pope's hat, oh, interesting. it looks very, very similar. It's just, a, I don't know if it's a coincidence or not. Maybe the, the pope is involved in some stuff. Who knows? Uh, but so there is a communication, and the object in between is that tree of life that mm. we talked about earlier, and it's intertwined almost like a double helix form. So a mm-hmm. lot of... Uh, Scholars, fringe scholars are saying that that's a, dis- a depiction of DNA. Interesting. So what they're saying is that the Anunnaki came to the planet and they enhanced human DNA. Well, yeah. so that's interesting because in the biblical narrative, you know, um, the Tower of Babel. Yeah. And God, you know, when I would read it as a kid, you know, or... Even a couple of years ago, you know, God got mad because people built something too tall. Is God that insecure that he was yeah. like, you know, because they're trying to. Uh, but the thinking is that what had happened was these sons of God that had rebelled against him came to Earth. Like they got it on with human women. Yeah. And they created their own lineage of the hybrid, DNA. Of hybrid yeah. super entity things like. Yeah, so that's yeah. kind of interesting. So that that idea yeah, comes that from these yeah. Sumerian texts as right. well. So um, Gilgamesh is a hybrid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so he's mm-hmm. half god. Yep. And you know he he displays kind of like you know whenever Zeus impregnates a human woman, right. same same yep. idea, same concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have in the sky we have a moon, we have a big star that maybe that is a maybe that's our sun or whatever. Um, there's some animals and creatures and stuff. But the the symbol in between is a uh, it's a disc mm-hmm. and it's a wing, so you can kind of see some bird like features and there's some other stuff. And there's three little characters on the top of right. it. And so when I when I was working on this, and I you know my colleague at the museum saw it, and he's like, Josh, you know what that looks like? Looks like a spaceship. Mm. And I'm like, dude, shut up, get out of here, because I didn't I didn't like the guy to begin with, mm. and because he was weird. And, and so I'm like, I'm like, come on. And and so he's the one that actually introduced me to the, to this idea that there was ancient aliens. So he was your gateway human. Huh? He was my gateway human. So ancient alien astronaut theorists. Mm. And I like, that was the first time I ever heard of such a thing. Mm. Ironically, Stargate came out shortly after that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he he said, "Look, this is just this is just their depiction of them seeing a flying saucer, and these three people on it. They're piloting this craft, and I'm like, that is just the weirdest thing I've ever heard. And I I totally blew him off and thought it was completely dumb. Uh, but it does beg the question. So that's kind of a weird thing. So that's one of the things, and like the other picture that we saw of that that individual being in a rocket. What what are the what are the spiky things around the the helix?" Um, it, uh, there are horns or, or some call them flames. 
So sometimes this tree of life is surrounded by a ring of flames. Oh, okay. Kind of ironic, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the Genesis account, when the, when Adam and Eve get kicked out of the garden, they get kicked out of being in the presence of the, the tree of life. Mm-hmm. And it's surrounded by flames afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just an interesting parallel. All right, so um, this is another Anunnaki. This is probably Inkill or one of the major gods. Uh, you've got constellation issues going on. It's got the sun and the moon up there. Uh, higher, uh, the cuneiform script. Um, some some type of a disc. Now, some people will say that this disc thing that the guy is holding up, it is a an expression of uh, technology. Hmm. What would so it be? It could be it could be a bomb. It could be, you know, who knows what what that sun star thing represents. But it's clearly it's being harnessed and displayed in the presence of the god. Mm-hmm. And then the other little characters, the one's a priest, the, the one that has the hairy outfit, and there's type mm-hmm. maybe a governor or a priest or whatever, but they're bringing their their offerings to this big god. And so what you notice about the dimensions now. A lot of, a lot of cultures would do this just to show the importance of the king or the king god. They would make him big, but these are all early artworks. What's weird about the Anunnaki is that they are always depicted as being a lot bigger than humans. Well, that's weird because, I mean, in the biblical account, um, you know, giants are mentioned, but giants were the offspring of the mating of the the sons of god that came down that fell yeah and the human women and they they created mon the uh, not monsters well that was later giants. but they created giants yeah. that so, were the, these demigods yeah so hence, on the earth yep yeah and so i mean we know that goliath might have been a descendant oh no goliath hybrids. was ab- yeah, yeah absolutely and his yeah. siblings and yep so, yeah, it's just interesting that, you know, we were, we're kind of having a depiction of giants and mm-hmm. possibly technology. Yep. All right. So this is back to Skitchen. This one's very fascinating. So once again, we have the Anunnaki. So we have three deities in this picture. And then, you know, we have the chief deity there sitting on his throne judging. Uh, and in between the other two deities, we have a star. And what's fascinating about this star this is this is the sun, and all of the things that are surrounding the sun, all the little the little marks, uh, they they number our planets to the to the T. Interesting. So, you know, there are hmm. objects orbiting the sun, and they're all you know in, in this text they're named too, and so hmm. it's like how do they. How are these ancient Sumerians able to guess how many planets we would have right. s- circling our solar system? Right. So again, it's just it's a fascinating concept. And again, Skitchen, his interpretation is like these are not gods. These they showed up as visitors from another planet to establish culture. Hmm. Here's some other weird stuff. Yep. Those South America. Like, those look like aliens. Those look like aliens. Um, so obviously this is kind of rough hewn. What What is this? What circle? What? This one's old too. So this one's probably, uh, 1500 BC. Hmm. Uh, this is ancient Egyptian. 
so hieroglyphs. Some have tried to figure out if this has been faked or not, uh, but it doesn't seem like this is faked. But if you, you know, it almost looks like you, you can see a helicopter yeah. in one, right. a tank, an airplane. An airspeeder from Star Wars. Yeah, it's really bizarre. That's what it's, I mean, it kind of looks like that. So some a people blimp, think. Even or a submarine? Maybe? I think it's a spaceship or a. See the one with the, in between like the airspeeder and the. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's kind of like a spaceship. It's got a tail on it or a, a jet of some sort. But yeah, this one's weird. This one, they don't, you know, it, if it is fake, it's a pretty good fake. Um, now, we, we do need to clarify that there are a lot of fakes out there. Mm-hmm. So specifically in South America, because there's a lot of, Let's see if I got some South America. These these are real. Hmm. So these are from South America, and they're little tiny gold objects, little charms. They serve no purpose. There's no way to put them on a necklace or anything like that. And clearly, they look like airplanes, mm-hmm. aircrafts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're about the size of a dime. Oh, so they're tiny. They're tiny, tiny. Uh, somebody's actually uh, engineered large ones, and they actually fly. What? So like a paper airplane. It's crazy. Yeah. So it's just weird stuff. And again, this is South America. Uh, this was found a long time ago. I think even before the invention of our airplanes. I'm not exactly sure. I need to double check that. Um, <clears throat> the point is, is that there's some weird stuff like this. Uh, let's go. Oh, oh wait! You I'll, go, I'll go back. So this is South America. So there's a lot of objects like this where there's guys in uh, some kind of flying contraption. some type of a flying contraption. The that dragon is called uh, Oxal Altal. Mm-hmm. He's a flying serpent, feathered serpent yep. deity. Right. And so it just looks like you know this Aztec guy or Mayan actually is flying in him or, and it looks very technical. Um, and then there's other pictures of headdress and, um, they're wearing helmets. Th- it looks like they're wearing helmets and wearing space gear. So there's quite a, a lot of that in South America. Now the, the problem is that you know, in South America, um, there's lots of tourists and they, uh, you know, whenever there's a tourist, there's somebody there to make a buck off of them. Mm-hmm. So there's tons of fake stuff right. coming from specifically South America. And so the artisans in South America, they'll get an old piece of rock and they'll make an alien head out of it. And, you know, because so it looks legit. somebody like us will right. buy it. Right. So there's a lot of that going on. So there, there is there is reason to be skeptical, but there's some stuff that just cannot be denied. All right. Um, this is another depiction of an individual that looks like is riding in a rocket of some mm-hmm. sort. Yep. And this one's middle, middle ages. So this one actually comes from our Western tradition. Hmm. So here's the actual picture of the crucifixion. <laughs> yeah. So There's spaceships. Yeah. So we got Jesus and then on the right corner and on the left corner, we got this really weird mm-hmm. uh, depiction. So this painting is around 13th century. Um, and again, what's weird about it is like, why are these, why are there people like flying around? Right. And it looks like they're pushing buttons yep. inside of an object mm-hmm. in, this, in the middle of the sky and, there, and there's dimension right. to them. 
like the artist isn't around. We can't ask him what he was thinking or why he made it this way. But, it, you know, things that make you go, hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then oh, this is a Da Vinci. And hmm. So he's got little flying objects in the background. And where would he put that in there? Hmm. So, you know, we don't know what is in the skies and how would an ancient person or a medieval person or, you know, even a person from the early 1900s and how would they describe it and how would we write it down? Right. I mean, you know, if you had no grid for technology, if you've never seen an airplane before, how if would you've you never seen a, it or draw a train it? or a helicopter, right. how would you describe it? It's going to, it's going to, you're going to describe it in religious terms, right? Right. you know, um, claps of thunder and lightning shooting from, you know, its beak and things like that. Right. So it's fascinating. Here's a fake. So this one, huh. this is actually, this one freaked everybody out for a long time because it's in a cathedral in Spain. Yeah. And, um, you know, finally when somebody looked at it, like what's going on? And, and so what happened, I'm assuming this is true. Um, that there was damage to it, and so the artist decided to carve an astronaut into it. So this one came later. So there's no there's no proof unless it's you know a conspiracy <laughs> cover up. But this is an example of something that could be fake that mm. a lot of astronaut theorists have said. Yep, here we go. Yeah. And you know, for a while we were like in deep on ancient aliens on the History Channel. Remember the, that show? Yep, yep. And the guy, the the guy with the big hair and the orange yep, skin, yep. like it was a it was a great show. It was like yeah. we just kind of got sucked in, but at the same time, we were calling BS on a lot of stuff because they would they would associate everything to aliens. Yes, and that just got a little old and yep. a little annoying. And then yeah, and so they would see this and they say, oh, there's proof. There's yep. You know, it's either time travel or aliens. See, look yep. what we found in in the Spain, and like, oh, it's definitive fake. proof. Yeah, yep. so, so we 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 have a tendency to believe what we want to believe. So I guess the trick is being objective and seeking the truth. So back to this South South American um, pilot of some whatever whatever this whatever this is is you know with Oxlotl, the the serpent flying dragon. And this guy with his helmet on. So this one's fascinating. Now, I think you like this. So what does it look like he's holding there? Kind of control or a purse? Purse. Looks like a purse. All right. So we actually, so this is South America, right? Here is a depiction of the Anunnaki. Everybody has purses. They all have purses. And so this is a combination of Assyrian... Babylonian and Neo-Babylonian hmm. and um, some Iranian art. Okay. So basically near and near East types of depictions of the Anunnaki of these high, these are hybrids for the most part, uh, or they have wings or the heads of whatever. And they're all holding these handbags or these purses Nobody can figure out what these are. It's all speculation. So Graham Hancock's going to say this is just the instruments that they use to carry, uh, like the magic bag. So they're they're you know not necessarily a coach bag. They're but they're to the tools of the trade. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's modern depictions of 
astronauts carrying similar types of bags. I don't know. So what what are the theory, what are besides Graham Hancock? What are the theories about what? Don't know. So, uh, so what's fascinating about this one about the, the, these pictures here? For the most part, they're all from the Near East. Okay, ancient Near East, Na- ancient mm-hmm. Near East, with the exception of this one. So the one on the left is from Ecuador. The one on the right is from Mesopotamia. Wow. And it almost looked like it's a carbon copy. Mm-hmm. And what's fascinating about the one on the left from Ecuador, so you've got this monster-headed thing with the wings. It looks like a carbon copy of the Middle Eastern one. But behind it, once again, you have a depiction of that tree of life hmm. that's, that's, that looks like DNA that's yeah. everywhere. Interesting. So we don't know what the handbags are for. Um, I did the podcast a while back on uh, Golbeke Tepe, that ancient site that they discovered that made all the academics mad because they had definitive proof of this site and that humans were worshiping and organizing before the agricultural revolution, which which screwed everybody up. They had to rewrite the history books. Why did that screw everybody up? Uh, because the academics and the cultural anthropologists say that we developed religion as a system to manage agriculture. So once we to control like the rain or right to not help necessarily the crops. Con- yeah, not to not only that, but also to establish hierarchy within society mm-hmm. and to establish trade. Mm-hmm. So once we domesticated the wheat, um, then we had to have ways to distribute it and to divvy it out between people. We also had more leisure time mm. to develop um, ways of worship. Got it. So the problem with Gobeke Tepe is that they built those monoliths before agriculture hmm. and they were worshiping and they were sacrificing. And it was very animistic in their, in their expression. But people were worshiping before we started growing stuff. So that they screwed up the, the, the anthropologists. The whole, the whole timeline. Yep. Yeah. They, they had to rewrite the history books. I'm like, yeah, there's something about people and they like to worship things. The guy on the left almost looks reptilian. Yeah. So Very he's reptilian. got, um, yeah, he's got scales and the head looks more snake-like than, mm-hmm. that, and, than, that, than the beak one. Yep. Which is a bizarre concept but it, for for sure at first glance yeah. they look almost identical mm-hmm. the other deal with the handbags <laughs> is that uh, at Golbeke Tepe again 11,000 BC these pictures uh, the lizard one maybe 2000 BC uh, the Assyrian one um, 700 BC okay so no I'm sorry the the lizard one um, is probably 500 BC. The, the 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 Sumerian one is 700 BC. Mm-hmm. So, uh, time of Sennacherib. So they have they hold they have these purses. So Gobeke Tepe, 11,000 BC has depictions of purses, mm-hmm. and Hancock is going to stretch it. He's saying that they're connected, even though there's thousands and thousands of years apart from them. But yeah, we don't know. We don't know what they're for. But they're they're weird. Uh, is it technology? Is it fashion? <laughs> like, is it a religious you, right, instrument? Right. So, but it's clearly a, a consistent theme. Interesting. Yeah. And then the craft. The other thing. Okay, so we're talking obviously South America, Mesopotamia. If I would have had time, I would have pulled some stuff up from Asia. 
Uh, there's some cool stuff from Japan. <laughs> like there's some stuff in the uh, Middle Ages of Japan wow. where they have, it looks like flying saucers. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, but same, the same type of myth and lore about being visited by uh, heavenly entities. Creatures. Yeah. India is big on flying machines hmm. too. So there's a lot of flying chariots. There's a lot of laser f- or lightning battles in the sky in India, Indian mythology. Yeah. Um, there, there's uh, stories of the gods destroying entire cities hmm. with their lightning bolts from their chariots. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, there's also in Aboriginal art. There's lots of depictions of that look weird, ghostly, and creepy. So mm-hmm. this is this is um, some American art of, you know, they look like, like so. These ghosts. are like what, like Indian pictographs? Yeah, or? yeah, okay. Indian pictographs. The Aborigines in Australia have lots of weird stuff too, with big-eyed creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard to interpret Aboriginal or you know, cultural art like this. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, first of all, we don't even, we can't even we have no writings from the original cultures. It's all trying to interpret weird pictures on caves and stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of weird things that look like aliens. <laughs> um, Native American folklore talks about people, the sky visitors mm-hmm. coming down and whatever. And oh, then yeah. of course, the Nazca lines yeah, in Peru. Nazca lines, yep. So, like, it's, but you can only see you can only the see, pattern from the air. Yeah, and there's just there's tons, there's hundreds of these things. Like, why were they so? And how, how big are they? You I, know, I, approximately acres and acres. So, and they you can only see the whole pattern from the sky, yes. right? So, whoever made these or, had the ability to. Well, that's the skybound, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the big question. It's like, why would they do this? I mean, the only logical reason is like they're making it uh, to get the attention from people in the sky. There are no mountains. You can't check out your work. You can't go like look look at it. Right. So, you know, I don't think necessarily that the ancient alien people are saying that the people that drew these things are flying around in spaceships, but they mm-hmm. are saying that they're trying to attract the people that are flying around in spaceships. In spaceships. And some of the NASCAR lines are just big giant lines that look like giant runways. Hmm. Like they're like, Hey, come over here and land here. We want to connect with you again. Hmm. So that's the idea behind the NASCAR lines. But how, there's hummingbirds. How, how old? They, can, they, they don't know. Oh. So the problem with... With the Nazca lines, the problem with Stonehenge, the the problem with the Great Pyramid of Giza, the the problem with all this cool stuff in South America is that we literally can't date it because you can't date stone. Oh, that's so, unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So so these are just moved around rocks, and there's no, you know, in Peru. Oh, so these are just they're not carved into the ground. No, no, oh, no. It's okay. this. They they just they. They moved it. They cut and scored into the ground. Uh, I think I don't know if they put fill it in with white stone or not, but yeah, it's not cut. It's moved around dirt, so you can go on there. You can go there and mess it up if you hmm. wanted to. But we can't. You know, they have oh. speculation about how old it is, but we just don't know. Well, I was just looking at the tail. Yeah, typically, um, 
like spiral formations indicate portals. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that was like a, hey, here's a portal entrance right here on the monkey tail. Mm -hmm. hmm. All right. So how do you square portals with Bible? Can you? Yeah. I mean, well, sure. I mean, look at the Bible, right? There's I mean, instances of like the angel who think broke peter out of jail right mm -hmm. um how did he where did he come from how did he get there right I, I don't know i think there's a lot we don't know and you look at like a show like skinwalker ranch right they've yeah. done i can't remember the exact type of technology that they use but they've mapped something that's in the um it's a it's like a like a mile above the ranch in the the air the, the sky and it looks there's it looks like a portal <laughs> so is would you say that that portal is something that's when the bible talks about heaven coming to earth heaven on earth earth as it is in heaven is that a description of what a portal would be or it could be i i know that um it could be i know that cern you know oh, yeah. in switzerland that the the super collider yeah, right a... they're working on making portals uh there's another place in the u.s that's doing the same thing so yeah it's possible i I'm, i've listened to some um there's another podcast called the confessionals and there's a guy named josh who's on it and he tells his story of basically he was kidnapped to be sacrificed um for a, a as part of a, a sacrifice in this death cult that was uh that was in uh, joshua tree <laughs> so scary. and um he talks about seeing portals there were portals that were open people were chanting stuff got lifted up into the portal he was supposed to get sacrificed it seemed like well, that's kind of scary so anyway so anecdotal evidence for sure of portals and then you know yeah. All right. So as a as a and then historically too, because we know the there's a uh, Native American ranger guy uh, named John Dover, and he, you know, is an expert with uh, not hieroglyphs, pic pictograph pictographs like a Native American, mm -hmm. and he said, you know, any any time you see a spiral in uh, Native American work like on the stones that that indicates that there's a portal or there was an entrance for a portal there so so we know at least historically for native americans that there's been written evidence all right it. so do you so you, do you think do you believe that if you know if somebody's invested in the occult and cultic practices that they could open oh, up oh hells yeah, hells yes. yeah. <laughs> there's there's this so you can turn it on if, if anybody oh, wants yeah. to you yes. can turn them on oh yes i mean there's a uh, yeah there's there's a there's a yes there's a similar um there's a the confessionals podcast as well um the guy that runs it i'm totally slipping on his name i can't remember his name tony merkel tony merkel is the host but he has talked to numbers of people he's trying to he's talking to this woman right now he's trying to to get her on 
his show, but she's a witch. And mm. she talks about how she was specifically trained to open open portals so that they could bring stuff through into this, this dimension. So, I mean, I've never seen a portal, but, uh, you know, with Skywalker Ranch, th- the people that have currently work on the ranch, but also in the past, there's a guy who's... Skywalker um, Ranch. Skin, what did I say? Skywalker. Skywalker. That's, that's <laughs> it's different. Lucas's it's house. It's different, right, yeah. right, 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 yeah. But Skinwalker Ranch, they there was um, Bigelow, um, the, the guy that owned it before this current owner that owns it right now. Um, he had like the U.S. military uh, worked with him, and he he had um, they were exploring the supernatural on the ranch when he owned it, and everybody, including I think a three-star general who worked with him. Said, yeah, we would see portals open all the time and weird things would come through. And, you know, if it would be like, you know, nighttime on this end mm-hmm. uh, through the portal where the whatever was coming through, it was different sky. It was different. It was completely a different atmosphere and then it come through. So, so I don't know. I think there's enough viable, believable accounts out there that make portals seem like a legit yeah. thing. There's um there's something to um what do they call it sacred geography mm, right? oh sacred geometry sacred geometry but sacred geography mm, like mm, actual oh. specific places oh, okay, got it. that yeah, have yeah. yep. more energy yep. or like the idea of ley lines ley, ley lines. lines yep um so Jerusalem is considered you know obviously a sacred holy city mm-hmm. uh, but if we push it into this realm of you know, the fantastical or aliens, or you could say, well, this is, and you could support this biblically. This is a city that is, that accesses portals. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, you can say, you know, some would say the same about Santa Fe. Oh, heck and, yeah. No. You yeah. know, Joshua Tree or whatever. Yeah. So there's, you know, Doc- wherever these hippies gather with their crystals. Well, like, it's not there, just hippies, though. though. Yeah. Right? There's um Dr. Laura Sanger. Mm-hmm. Um, who's been on the Blurry Creatures podcast has some stuff out and she um, talks about that, about like when land is tainted basically and handed over, there's access given to the dark side, to Satan. She's a believer. And um, yeah, Satan can do whatever he wants with the land, bring whatever he wants, open portals, all that kind of stuff. So sure, yeah. So... I mean, if the bad guys can open up portals, what about the good guys? What I imagine think? so. I mean, it's and it what, would, do we should we even mess around with that idea, or what, how does that look for a believer to? I I think that well, there is it definitely a whole other realm realms out there that we do not have access to. I think in our current bodies and mindset while we are redeemed we still live in a fallen world right and i i don't think that we should be dabbling in those things unless god has specifically called us to battle it i don't think you should train open portals because you don't know what's going to walk through yeah and we are we are we are bound to be in these meat sacks (laughs) yeah so to speak and um, I just think 
God has not called us to do battle on that realm. I mean, for the most part, that, that's yeah, it's tricky stuff. Um, you know, I I've said this from the pulpit, and I believe this, but you know, I feel like our property is a sacred piece oh, of property for sure. Yes, just the amount of prayer mm-hmm. that we. <laughs> amount of prayers that we've prayed in this mm-hmm. building and outside this building yep. and, you know, the amount of, you know, outpourings of the spirit that we've felt and God move and God right. heal. Right. Um, you know, and, and I've said it, he's like, you know, we have angels, we have guardian angels mm-hmm. on the four corners of our property. So that's, so, you know, you know, in the same way, I believe that the campus is a portal in a, hmm. you know, in a way, um, some of our ministry friends are the aglow ladies it's a it's a prayer movement mm-hmm. group of ladies right. and <laughs> these ladies go to war they they battle and uh years ago when we built the playground uh they showed up and they consecrated the property mm. yep and i wasn't even sure if we were going to have the money that, to come in to do right. that i remember that and yep. they did they did a prayer walk around the thing I remember they that. anointed it with oil they yep. did came like they literally did communion with the ground yep. they put bread and wine in the ground yep. and yep. lo and behold a playground pops up not yep. too long after i actually yep. invited them to come back and Aww. pray over our wedding venue oh, good. <laughs> so, good, oh, good 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 yes i reached out to carol on yes. that and good. You know, I think that there's something to that. No, I think there's, that, you know, uh, if yep. you saturate a place in prayer, yep. there's a there's a, at least a divine covering that well, rests I on think the too, place. It goes absolutely though to permission too. You know, mm-hmm. like um No, like what what permissions are we giving to to either God in our lives or to Satan and his cronies in yeah. our lives, right? Like, yeah. are we are we screwing around with tarot cards? Right. Are we screwing around you with a that. Ouija you op- board? You open up doors. You open up. You yeah. you give permission. Yeah. You give permission, and then, you know, I talked about this on Tuesday night in the blurry Bible study. Like, demons can attach to um, uh, non biological, you know, things like a music box, like a creepy music box, yeah, yeah. or they they can attach to stuff yeah. and and so yeah the whole idea is is permission been given has permission been given you know and it's not like you have to go around like tiptoe around and yeah think that there's a demon under every rock but you know are you are you screwing around with stuff that you shouldn't be yeah that opens doors that shouldn't be open yeah and I mean, the good news though is that Jesus gives us all authority and power as his sons and daughters to be like, I, I bind this. I cut this off in the name of Jesus. There's yeah. power in the name of Jesus. You know, we don't, we don't have to go through any special training. We just call in the name of Jesus and break that crap off, man. So, okay. So the, the, the whole premise of chariots of the gods, right? And blurry Bible study is that our experience with aliens might just be an actual experience with demonic entities or demonic beings, right? It could be. I mean, somebody like Tim, I think it's Tim Moreno, argues that um, aliens could just be how certain... um, angels or divine entities that god's created present themselves to yeah and that they have so it's still the yeah. idea of elohim 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 
Elohim. Right. It's still that idea idea that there are there's some type of a spiritual being on a hierarchy. Oh yeah, definitely and, a hierarchy. And so mm-hmm. they're either they're mani- manifesting themselves in alien form, or they've taken that is their form. Okay, but what makes things trickier though too? So I was listening to my friend Brian mm-hmm. Johnson just sent me a video. Uh, he's my nerd buddy. We swap stuff back and forth. Um, but he sent me um, the, a guy named Doctor Stephen Greer. Um, who has been at the forefront? He's yeah, a, that guy. Yeah, he's he's freaking brilliant, yeah. and he's so credible. And so he's a former ER trauma doctor surgeon who started looking into this UFO stuff. And um, anyways, he he's been in it for thirty some odd years, forty years, a long time. He just did a disclosure thing and did like a huge like three hour press conference and just kind of lays all the stuff out about you know ufos and his whole take on it though is that they're good yeah and that's and they're benevolent yeah that's the problem that that we that we need to be mindful of right but i think if you listen to somebody like la marzuli yeah right like who's a former pastor he's got a youtube channel his whole thing is it's part of the coming great deception, right? So we yeah. get ourselves into this bind yeah. and then the aliens show up and they're like, what's up? How can we yeah. help you? And then we're like, oh my gosh, you the, guys are saviors. saviors. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's Greer's thing. So he, I've seen him like he'll Greer, even, Greer doesn't believe that though. No, he believes that they're good, that they're benevolent. Yeah. That yeah. They're, yes, yes. So him but not and, that they're, yeah. You know, him and. But I don't think he's a believer. I don't think he is either because yeah. what he practices is. Like we don't want our people practicing what they practice. No, right, no. So they go out in the desert. Oh they, no, they, they try they commune to, with they try the, to communicate no, yes, yes, in, via yes. right. meditation mm-hmm. and higher yep. you know, thought or whatever. Yep, yep. You know, breath work, whatever. Right, they try to yes. they try to make some type of a divine which, or error. Right. Which stuff. you you can you can yeah. tap into that stuff, but it doesn't mean that we yeah. should. You know, one of the other part of um we kind of alluded to this at the beginning, but one of the other parts on alien lore, specifically around us developing the nuclear bomb, is that oh, right. is that they're like, oh crap, these primates now have the capability of blowing themselves up. We better show up and make sure that they don't mm-hmm. do that. So that's one myth or one theory is why we're having so many visitations is because it is a a post atomic age, and well, so they want to yeah. so. The aliens are good guys, and they're just here to make sure that we don't we don't destroy the planet. Right, and so that's that's what Greer or Green would Greer, that, Greer mm-hmm. that's what they think and that's what they believe. Right, and right. I think for us, if we're coming from a from a biblical paradigm, paradigm, they're either good angels or bad angels, right? And or they could be. I mean, they could be both. I I know that Greer talked about. So part of his gig is he has access to all these high level people that are working in black ops projects. Yeah. And um, so these people speak to him, you know, a lot of the times off the record, but on the record, but he was recounting this one, this one scientist that was part of a black ops thing where they recovered alien bodies and all the yeah. stuff and the spaceships. And, it, and this scientist was like, I can't, do this anymore like it doesn't seem ethical because there was some ethical stuff going on and um so he came forward and he he got out of the program well the 
the directors of the black ops program were um they got mad at him so they tried to freak him out and they they made us <laughs> it so he's trying to like he was at his house he got into his truck i guess and this looked like this alien was trying to capture him and so he was kicking and he opened his truck door and he's trying to kick it and when he kicked it, I guess it split it open and it all these electrical components on the inside. So part of that is that our government is um, creating these poser aliens, too. So it's like there's poser aliens out there, right, to do like a psyops on the American public. But then there's the real stuff. So it's like, well, how do we know what to believe? Like, Yeah. Uh, one of the other weird theories out there is that these are not creatures from other planets or other solar systems that it's actually us from the future i don't know if you've heard that like one. interstellar no well they're time travelers so well yeah interstellar right that was the whole yeah yeah i guess so right yeah so i don't know there's a lot of different weird theories so i asked you this the other day and we'll we'll wrap it up we'll close on this idea so how can you tell a good alien from a bad alien? How do you know if you're dealing with a... Is this a dad an, joke? No, no, this, this is, is real. Oh, we okay. talked about this. Remember we talked about this either yesterday, day before yesterday? Sure. No, that was your other wife. That you're was talking to your other wife about. <laughs> so how, how how do you know you're being deceived? I just... Because by... you asked for discernment. You just yeah. asked for discernment. You know... Um... Let's just say, you know, you have an alien encounter. What are you supposed to do? Like, We'll pray a lot. Like, yeah. I mean... You pray a lot, but if you're actually having a conversation with aliens, just be like, "Who do you serve? Do you do you serve Jesus Christ?" So, you know? and see how they react. Yeah. So there's power in that name, right? Absolutely. No this this kid. I think I told you mm -hmm. this kid Joshua who gets hoodwinked into going to this death cult. It's supposed to be this cool rager party and Joshua Tree, and he was kind of like a Jack Catholic, you know mm -hmm. not. And he came out here to California from Florida to get into the film film scene and he's into partying. And um, so by no means was, a, you know, doing Bible study or going to church or anything like that. But what he did was when he was um, he was trying to run away from being sacrificed in the desert. And I know it sounds crazy, but this is this kid's account. And you listen to it and you're like, this is so credible. Like if he's lying, wow, he's. But when he's trying to run away, there's these hands that come up out of the ground to are grabbing his feet as Sounds he's like a running. Movie. Yeah, for reals. And he, and then there are these black cloaked figures that look like that. What what are the creepy things from Harry Potter? The Dementors. The Dementors are also following him, floating on the ground. And he just he just starts he just starts saying I walk with Jesus. Jesus walks mm. with me. I walk with Jesus. Jesus walks with me. And as soon as he starts saying that, the hands start to disappear. Oh, that's cool. And the dementor creatures fall way back. I mean, so I think, you know, there's definitely power in the name of Jesus hmm. for sure, which is why we shouldn't be like, ah, Jesus Christ, and use right. it as a swear word. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. I think that's what we should close on. Okay. Like, because there's lots of questions. You know, it's, and I think we just boil it down like, well, who do you serve? I mean, we have to ask that of ourselves. But, but I think it's important, though, too, just to keep in mind, like, our job is not to necessarily have a lucid conversation yeah. with entities per se. 
I mean, as a pastor, I'm going to give that advice and just say, you know, if you look at how Jesus dealt with Satan when he was, when Jesus was tempted in the desert, Jesus wasn't like, well, tell me why you think this. Right. Let's, let's hash this out. Yeah, yeah we should Jesus. Yeah. Don't you, you're not, aliens, yeah, you're you know? not, they're not there to make friends per se. Like, yeah. you know, but to, to, to ask for discernment and to be like, who do you serve? Yeah. You know, if, if you're not of, of Jesus, if you're not of God, I, I bind you in the name yeah. of Jesus. So. Yeah, strange times. Strange times. It's very strange times. But and Bible also talks about we're not we're not children of fear. Yeah. God, you know, and perfect love casts out fear. Yeah. So we need to walk in that, especially um, as I think the weird gets weirder and the blurry, blurry stuff gets even blurrier. Yeah. Lean into Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, babe, for doing this with me. Yeah, it was fun. Really? But yeah. Okay. We have to talk about um, the Nephilim next. And human women getting it on with, with uh, the Bene Elohim, yeah, the, the fallen sons of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird one. It was very weird. So, yeah. All right. Thank you guys for watching or listening. If, you, yep. if you're listening, try to watch us on YouTube. Oh, and by the way, if you could like us on YouTube, we're almost at 500. That would make a big difference. Uh, I don't think I've ever asked you to like us, but now I'm asking you. We need smash that like button. We need friends. We need some friends. Subscribe to the Granite Creek channel, which hosts uh, the Art of Faith podcast and the sermons uh, that would help us a lot. We're getting so close. If you could do that, that would be great. Um, We're sponsored by ourselves at this moment. So anything in the set is for sale. Uh, We're also sponsored by Granite Creek Gardens, our new wedding venue. So if you are a family member, is looking for a wedding venue spot. We're going to have an awesome venue location. Uh, it's going to be done soon. So you could either um, book with us or you can invest in a in a brick, a tree, a boulder. If you want to be a part of the project, we'd love to have you a part of the project. Always visit us on Sunday, either in person or online. And uh, also check out our new podcast called You've Got to See This Movie by industry uh, professional Jim LeJudice and movie connoisseur Michael Jones, who is our fan. Pastor Michael Jones. Pastor Mike. So uh, thank you again for watching and listening and see you soon. God bless. Deuces.